peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Victor Christian Fellowship. The water is flowing and the saints are growing. Father, we're so thankful and grateful that we have a God who loves us, who has given us everything freely to enjoy. And Lord, it is our privilege and honor to bless you and to give you the highest praise tonight. And just to enjoy our time with you, we welcome you here. We thank you for doing great and mighty things in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Nothing matters more. 
the Lord. Oh, glory, glory to God. We're excited about who you are. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are all in all. You're the mighty God. You're the everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. take hold of what, what's been promised to you, what's already been given to you, what is already yours. All you've got to do is get a hold of it. <coughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for the fire of God to fill this place, for the holy smoke to rise, for your brilliance to shine, for your heat to be experienced by your people. We release the heat and the fire and the glory of God tonight. Hallelujah. The glory, the glory, the glory. Thank you, Lord. Father, we are so, so thankful that you are alive and you are actively involved in this earth and in our lives. And Lord, you speak to us and we know your voice. Yes, I am working. I'm working on your heart. I'm working on your mind. And I'm working in your life. I'm working in your, my workmanship. I have put my signature on you. You are specially designed. You share my image. You are made in my likeness. I am the pattern of successful living. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we praise you and bless you and glorify you. You need to act and speak like you are a masterpiece. You have high value. People desire what you have. Amen? Well, if you can, you can have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. God is up to something good each and every day and every time his people come together. Hallelujah. The corporate anointing is stronger than the individual anointing. And when you share the focus and the cause and it's all on Jesus and we all together have that, God can do amazing things. And we're growing in our unity and our harmony and our agreement with God. 
No schism and division in this body. Hallelujah. Just want to let you know, tomorrow we have our awesome Bible adventure where we get to minister to school kids from Northside and Forge right here. We, we get to share Jesus with them. And there was a few kids uh, last week that uh, accepted Jesus and gave their heart to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We're so grateful for Bible Adventure. And then Friday, the ladies are going to have their night woven at 6 p.m. Hallelujah. Now, I want to let you know we're not going to have a service next Wednesday. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving, it gives you extra time to spend uh, with your family. So we won't have a uh, Wednesday night refreshing before Thanksgiving. So no Wednesday night refreshing next week. Hallelujah. You can be refreshed in your homes. Amen. Take the refreshing that you've gotten here and bring it home. Glory to God. Yeah, our, our Kids Life curriculum uh, has just been uh, published. It's available on Amazon. And uh, there's 13 lessons. Pastor Fiona has been writing those lessons each time. And um, we just want our kids to experience God. Amen. You know, God wants our kids to experience him too. And uh, he wants kids to prophesy and to lay hands on each other and to tell the devil to get out of my way. Hey, man. Glory to God. I mean, John the Baptist, he was an excited. He was he wasn't even out of the womb yet. And he was excited about Jesus. Glory to God. And hallelujah. And, and Jesus was amazing. The the scribes and the Pharisees and the doctors of the law while he was away from his parents for three days. Well, he wasn't even a teenager yet. Amen? Well, we're so glad that you're here tonight. And if you're watching online, we just want to welcome you right into this anointed time. And uh, it's a great opportunity for you to make an investment into God's kingdom. Amen? I heard a preacher say one time, the anointing you sow in is the anointing you reap from. So you want to reap, you put in a, a, a seed, amen? And I just want to read something from Mark chapter 14, starting with verse 3. Mark chapter 14, verse 3. While he was in Bethany, as a guest at the home of Simon the leper, and reclining at the table, a woman came, with an alabaster box, vi an alabaster, amplified says vial, a very costly and precious perfume of pure nard. Everybody say very costly. And she broke it. Hallelujah. When we break open what's ours and give to God, multiplication occurs. And, he poured, and she poured the perfume over his head. But then there were some who were indignantly remarking to one another, why has this perfume been wasted? Anything that you give to Jesus is not a waste. It's not a loss. It's not a waste. It's an investment in the kingdom. Because you're investing in the king. And they said, for this perfume might have been sold for more than 300 denarii, a laborer's wage for almost a year. Wow. 
Can you imagine giving a year's salary to God? Imagine what the benefits of that would be. You know, we think in terms of how great the gift is. God thinks in terms of how great the reward is. You know, kings think differently. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why are you bothering her and causing trouble? She has done a good and beautiful thing to me. When Jesus says something's good and beautiful, you know that there's a reward in it. For you always have the poor with you, and whenever you wish, you can do something good to them, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for the burial. I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, wherever the good news of salvation is proclaimed throughout the world, what she has done will be in memory of her. I'll tell you what, not only did Jesus, he established a memory of her offering. Glory to God. So when you give tonight, you don't have to give, but it's you get to give. Yeah. Amen? We get to give. We don't have to give, but we get to give. That's the way increase comes. So, Father, I just thank you for pouring out an abundant, super abundant, more than enough blessing on every giver. And I thank you, Lord, for multiplying their gifts sown. And we just give you glory and praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, kids. Our wonderful Kids Life, our awesome Kids Life teachers, we want to dismiss you to your class. Have a good night. Experience the power of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Had a good time Sunday and Monday teaching. Uh, I taught a Bible school in India. They had participants from six nations. There were over 90 participants that were participating in the Bible school from Israel, Nepal, USA, uh, India, Israel, and Canada. So it was a great time. My good friend, uh, uh, Pastor Sanjib Sharma, he had set that up and uh, he interpreted for me. So it was a wonderful thing. Hallelujah. We're touching the world right from here. Amen. Well, you guys ready for the word tonight? Yeah, and, and Pastor Fiona was ministering to the widows in Africa, same thing. Hallelujah. Thank God for technology. Amen. So you guys so you guys ready for the word tonight? Are you ready to move with the Holy Ghost tonight? Tonight, I want to equip you. Because you know, we need some tools to be able to enter in and possess what is ours. God doesn't want you on the outside looking in. He wants you on the inside experiencing his goodness. Amen? He has invited you to his party. You have been welcomed into his home and into his family. And we're going to learn from someone who is equipped to enter in and possess His name was Joshua. How many know that Joshua was equipped to possess? And he possessed, didn't he? And what he possessed, he distributed. So I want to talk to you tonight about being equipped to enter in and possess. 
You know, Joshua was a warrior. He was a political leader and a religious leader. He led the nation of Israel after Moses. And uh, he was a man of action. And guess what? If you want to enter in and possess what God has for you, you've got to be a person of action. He was a man of action who heard God's voice and responded quickly and positively. Say, I respond quickly to whatever God tells me to do. See, whatever God tells you to do, however he tells you to do it, wherever he tells you to go, there's a blessing involved in that. Amen? And our obedience unlocks the blessing. Joshua was a man who did God's will with all of his heart. Are you a person that wants to do God's will with all your heart? Amen. God wants you to be filled with the knowledge of his will. Amen. He wants you to know what his will is at any given moment. He wants you to know what your will is for your family, for your future, for your career, for your finances. Amen. For your friends. Hallelujah. God's got a will for you. And we can know his will. Joshua knew what God's will was, and he went after it with all of his heart. He never backed down from a challenge, nor stumbled over an obstacle. He crossed the Jordan at flood stage. He took the city of Jericho. He made the sun stand still until he finished defeating his enemies. And how many times do we cringe at the obstacles that are before us? Oh my, that's a big obstacle. It's not bigger than God. Oh my, that's a strong enemy. Not stronger than God. Oh my, they're too many. Not more than God. You could be one person with God and you're a majority. Just talk to Gideon, Abraham. Amen? Glory to God. He possessed his nation's inheritance, and distributed to all the tribes. Go with me, if you will, to Joshua chapter 1. And we're going to get into this. Are you ready? There's some things that we need to possess. And we've got the tools, we've got the means, and we've got the authority to do that. God has already provided it for us. He's already went ahead of us and did it and showed us how to do it and gave us the victory. He gave us the keys to the kingdom, didn't he? Do you, are you a key possessor? Do you possess some keys to the kingdom? He gave Peter some keys to the kingdom. God's got, you've got kingdom keys for every door, for every vault that's in heaven. You can access it whenever you need it. You can access God's power, God's peace. You can tap into God's joy. Be careful, though. That's an that's a, that's a overflowing barrel. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. Now it happened after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant. Who was, who was he? He was Moses' what? Joshua served before he led. If you want to lead, learn how to serve. Jesus was a servant leader. He showed his disciples how to serve. Amen? There's no shame in serving. 
You ought to be willing to serve. And he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. You know what? You you can't focus on things that are dead or past. Don't focus on dead works. Don't focus on dead things. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Come out of the dead. Amen? And enjoy the life of God. He said, arise, cross over this Jordan, you and all the people, into the land which I am giving them. Joshua had four things. He had courage to believe. How many know that you need some courage to believe? You've got to believe God for big things. You've got to believe God for great things. You've got to believe for some things that are impossible. Why? Because God makes them possible. He does. And he had courage to step out in faith. You know, there's going to come, there comes a point in time when you've got to act on what you've heard. When you've got to put in motion an action that reflects what you believe. So Joshua had courage to believe, and he had courage to step out in faith, and he had courage to conquer. Let me tell you something. There's some enemies that are possessing what belongs to you. And you've got to dispossess them and not feel bad about it. Did you know that God never led the Israelites to apologize to the Canaanites for taking what's God? Why? Because God had promised them that that's yours. Amen? And then finally, Joshua had courage to possess and own without remorse who you had to remove to get it. When you're doing what God says, you're fulfilling the truth. So, in verse 1, You've got to, Moses was dead. Now it was Joshua's time to arise. Do we got some people that are ready to arise to a new position, to a new authority, to a new level? Amen. You're ready to arise to a new level, to a new healing, to some new strength, to a new anointing. Amen. To do things that you've never done before. Okay, you got to transition from being close to what God promised to entering in and to possessing what he promised. Moses got him close, but he couldn't enter in. His anger disqualified him. All he could do was observe the promised land from a distance. God said, you're not going to cross over this Jordan. Moses got him close, but Joshua brought him in and caused him to possess you got to transition from getting close. I, I, was just close. I was this close to my miracle. I was this close to my healing. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make up the difference in that gap. Amen? You're not going to be so close anymore. You're going to have it. You're going to possess it. It's going to be working in your life. Amen? You're going to see the results and the effects of it. You're not just getting close. You're taking over. Don't be on the outside looking in. Get in and get what's yours. Don't look at the people who are blessed. You be blessed. Amen? 
Moses delivered them from bondage, which was great, but he was disqualified from entering in. You have entered the kingdom of God, now you must possess his promises. You've entered a kingdom, haven't you? You've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light of God's dear son. Say, I'm in a kingdom. So start acting like a king and a queen. Amen? Start walking in your authority. Decree a thing and and let it be so. Amen? Tell someone to pick up their mat and walk. Tell the devil, say, I don't think so. Hallelujah. You have entered the family of God. Now you must claim your inheritance. Once you've heard what's yours, once you've been to the reading of the will, that's all the legal means you need to possess what's been given to you. Amen? The moment you hear the word, that's the authority to claim it. You've entered the family of God, now you've got to claim your inheritance. You are a joint heir with Jesus. You know, the will, God's will is his word. It's his legal document that says, this is what I've left you. This is what I've given to you. This is what I want you to have. It's all in here. This is his will. Tonight, you're at the reading of the will. I'm telling you that you've been authorized to enter in and possess. Possess abundance. Possess more than enough. You have entered the victory of God. Now you must gather the spoil. Yeah, the enemy's been whooped. Now let's pick up some spoil. Amen? Jehoshaphat took three days gathering spoil. He didn't even have to fight. He prays. That's how we fight. No, actually we fight however God says to fight. So... He showed up and the enemy was already defeated. Sounds to me just like the devil. We showed up and he's already beaten, whooped, defeated. So he can no longer hold on to what's yours. You have a rightful to take it out of his hands and to possess it for yours. Amen? You have entered the grace and strength of God. Now you must stand your ground. How many know you got to stand your ground? Why? Because there is a you, you have an adversary, you have an enemy, and standing your ground means resisting him steadfast in the faith. You don't give him an inch, you don't give him a centimeter, you don't give him anything. You reject every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You stand your ground. You stand strong, having done all to stand. Stand. Stay put. Where am I standing? I'm standing on the word. I'm standing on my firm foundation. I'm standing on the promises. Amen? You got to stand your ground. You have a covenant that makes you triumphant. Glory to God. 
That's what made David triumphant. Hey, you don't have a covenant, Goliath. I do. You're toast. Do you know when anyone with a covenant with God encounters someone who doesn't have a covenant with God, you've already won? You have a covenant that makes you triumphant. Say, I have a triumphant covenant. Hallelujah. You have been made right, so enjoy living and walking in the light. God gave you a a sunlit pathway. And you were meant to walk in that light, and, and the light of yours is supposed to get brighter and brighter. Amen? Say, my future is brighter. Glory to God. All right? And then in verse 2, God told Joshua, arise, cross over into what God has given you. In order to make good progress, you need divine direction. How many know that we got a helper called the Holy Spirit? And his job is to guide us into all truth. There's truth that you need to know about. There's truth that you need to know about things so that you can possess it, so that you can uh, be free from it, so that you can have it, whatever. Amen? Hallelujah. You have to grow up, develop, and be built up. God wants us, he doesn't want us to remain children forever. Say, it's time to grow up. Go with me for a moment to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse 12. You know, Joshua grew up under Moses. From the moment they left Egypt, everything that Moses asked Joshua to do, he did. Hey, Joshua, why don't you get some uh, guys and go fight the Amalekites, okay? Amen? He carried Moses' briefcase up the mountain, right? He was Moses' assistant in the tabernacle. When Moses would go home, Joshua would hang out in the presence of God. Amen? And, and he grew up, and he, he matured and developed into the leader that caused people to enter in and possess. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12 from the Amplified, says God wants his saints fully equipped and perfect. Perfect means mature. Perfect doesn't mean without flaw. It means mature. Amen? And how do you measure maturity? It's by the love of God and love of people. He said, God wants his saints fully equipped and perfect for works of service. He wants his body built up. He doesn't want no wimpy body. He wants a strong body. And he'll actually infuse his body with his strength. All right? He wants us unified until we come into the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the Son of God. We got to get united in faith. United we stand, divided we fall. We are the United States of America not the divided states of America. And we are still one nation under God, so that we got to give the devil notice that you're treading on ground that you're not going to have, pal, because I'm standing in your way. And I've got power over you. 
I'm just giving you an overview of this, of this passage of Scripture. Oneness in faith and knowledge of God. He wants us to become mature believers, reaching the measure of the fullness of Christ. Have you reached the measure of the fullness of Christ yet? Manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. How many are appreciative of the spiritual gifts? They're as the Holy Spirit wills. Word of, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, tongues and interpretation, prophecy, discerning of spirits, gift of faith, working of miracles, uh, gifts of healings. Amen. Nine gifts. We have been gifted by God. Those are available to the church and the, he'll operate them when he needs to operate them. All we got to do is yield to them. Amen. And then verse 14, don't be children forever. Tossed back and forth and carried by different doctrines. Oh, we're seeing a lot of people get dragged away by different doctrines today. I'm not even going to mention the names that came to my mind about the doctrines. <laughs> like the Fauci doctrine. <laughs> then he says in verse 15, speak the truth in love. Grow up in all things into him following his example. He supplies all our parts to work properly and causes growth and maturity in love. Amen? We have to come out of the pit. We've got to go out of the jail. We've got to pick up our mat and walk. Is there something been lame in your life? Time to pick it up and walk it. Don't magnify the lameness. Pick up the lameness and walk it. Walk it out. We need to, we need to come forth out of the grave like Lazarus. You know, some people are hanging out in the grave. When, when, when they were at, they were at Jesus' grave, the angel said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's not here. Jesus doesn't hang out in graves. He only visits them. Possessed people hang out in graves, like the man from Gadara. They're the ones that hang out in graves. Don't be a grave hanger-outer. Maybe we need to go to Macedonia or go to Samaria. There's something that, we, that we've been assigned to do. There's a people group that we've been assigned to reach. Well, how do, I, how, am I, how do I know who to reach? Have a talk with God. Ask him. He will actually tell you. He will actually communicate to you. If we, if we, have, some, if we have some prayer time with Jesus, amen, God will show you what to do. He'll show you exactly where to go. You know, when Elijah called forth the, the drought, he knew exactly what his next step was. Go to the brook. That's where I'm going to provide for you. The word of the Lord came unto him. As soon as he pronounced the drought, God, God revealed the next step. What's the next step for your life? What's the next step for your vision? We can't be complacent. Everything that God told Joshua to do, he did with vigor. He did with strength. He did with tenacity. He did with diligence and excellence. 
He never once questioned what God said was his. The minute God said whatever was his was his, he went after it. And that's how we need to be. We need to go after it. We need to go after our miracle. We need to go after our provision. Amen? We need to go after our security and protection. Amen? Why? It's already been given to us. Don't be like the four lepers. Why sit we here till we die? You might as well just do something. Just one step, you might sound like an army. Seriously. The, the, the lepers were dying anyway. They were dying of leprosy. The city was surrounded. The, the city had no food. The Syrians were around the city. If we go to the city, there's death there. If we go to the Syrians, there's death there. Well, they might show us mercy. Let's just do something. Look at your neighbor and say, just do something. One step towards progress will cause God to move a miracle. These lepers got up and started walking, and the angels joined them and scared the you-know-what out of the enemy. So much so, they left their, oh, my goodness, they left their tents, houses. They left their clothes. They left their gold. They left their silver. They left their food. Oh, my goodness. They left everything that you need to live. They left their donkeys, our cars. All they did was get up and do something. They took some sort of action. We got Christians that sit on a log like a frog, waiting for flies to come by. Psalm 84, 7 says we go from strength to strength. Listen, you go from strength to strength, strength to strength, to strength to strength. New Testament says you go from glory to glory to glory. doesn't sound like when you go from strength to strength, it doesn't sound like there's a downtime. Oh, I'm, I'm on my way to strength. I'm just going to hang out in this valley for a little while. No! You go from strength to strength, not strength to the valley to strength. Don't take a detour. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Stay on the path that God has for you. Stay in the church that God called you to. Mm-mm-mm. Some might say dance with the person who brung you. Psalm 9, or, or I'm sorry, Proverbs 9.9. 9. The wise receive instruction and increase in learning and wisdom. Are you increasing in wisdom or decreasing in wisdom? Give, a, give wisdom to a wise man and he increases. Give a wisdom to a wise woman and she increases. We ought to be increasing in our wisdom. Wisdom of everyday things in life. Amen? Glory to God. And then in Joshua 1 verse 3. He said, I've given you every place on which the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised Moses. Treading feet speaks of walking, which defines faithfulness. What, what has God called us to? To walk in the light, to walk by faith. How do you walk? One step at a time. Wherever your foot treads. Did you know that you you tread on things one step at a time? I'm going to tread on healing. I'm going to tread on joy. I'm going to tread on provision. 
whatever, wherever. Oh, my goodness. Look. Look at verse 3. Joshua chapter 1, verse 3. I want you to see this. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. Hallelujah. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given you. God can't give you what you haven't tread on. God can't give you what you haven't stood on. God can't give you what you haven't believed for. He gives you whatever your foot treads on. Some people, they tread on salvation and they don't go any further. Oh, I'm saved. That's good. That's all I need to know. No, there's more. There's healing. There's power. There's peace that passes understanding. There's a deeper spiritual level. There's a deeper spiritual realm. See, some people only like ankle-deep water. But there's a whole lot more water to experience. And the question is, God is not going to move you into knee-deep water. You've got to move into knee-deep water. He'll give it to you, but you've got to move into the water. You've got to go to the next level. When God says go, you can't say no. Because then you'll do without. How many know, has ever heard of Catherine Kuhlman? She had a great healing ministry back in the 70s, whatever. She wore these long gowns, and she was a woman that could palm a basketball. She had these long, I mean, long fingers. And she said that she was like the seventh person that God had asked to do what she was doing. Six other people weren't willing to go there. They weren't willing to tread on that. So they didn't have that. But she was willing to tread on it, so therefore she had it. Okay? What God gives you is what you tread on. Treading accesses your possession. You must put your foot on the devil's neck. He is under my... You can tread on serpents and scorpions... And over all the power of the enemy. Too many people are letting him tread on them. We need to be treading on him. Place your foot on health. Not just healing, but health. Yeah, God will heal you, but God wants to give you health. His healing is designed to get you into health. We weren't meant to live by healing, but we certainly could live by health. Put your foot on prosperity. Find scriptures about prosperity and stand on them. Believe in them. Confess them. Amen? Write checks with the amount of zeros you want and put them up until you got that money in the bank. Amen? See yourself paying off someone else's house. Oh, come on. Buying someone else's car for them. What you do unto others, you do unto him. You think if you bought Jesus a car, he'll, he'll, 
but, but you got to do it through obedience. That's because, not because it's a good idea. The Holy Spirit's got to tell you to do it. Right? Put your, put your foot on life. We've got to tread in life, abundant life, eternal life, everlasting life, more than enough life. Amen? That means we got so much life in us that when we encounter death, the situation turns. I'm really loaded because this is my last Wednesday in November. Put your foot on victory. We got to walk in victory. You've got to run after giants. Don't run from them, run to them. Why? You've got the power. Put your foot on expansion. Increase. We ought to put a foot on every one of these empty chairs. Amen? Maybe literally. (laughs) Put your foot on provision or deliverance or joy. Step in unity with the Lord. His light will guide your feet. His word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Amen? Your steps will be firm and they won't slip. Those are are actual scriptures that say that. Your feet won't slip. Stay in step with God. Look at Psalms 37, verse 23. Are you getting this tonight? Are you, 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 you got to get ready to possess. Amen? We're just loading the gun, but we're about to pull the trigger. Okay? Say, I'm about to pull the trigger. And I'm about to get what's mine. Amen? Whatever it is, you, you need, want, or desire. Whatever it is, God can make it possible. It's not impossible. It is possible. God specializes in turning things around and bringing increase upon increase. Psalm 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord, and he delights in their way. God's got an order for your steps. God put it in order of where you need to step, where you need to tread, where you need to place your foot. Amen? Hallelujah. What has God given you? Everything. Romans 8, 32, he's given you everything. He's given you freely all things to enjoy. If he's not going to withhold his son, he's not going to withhold anything from you. Say, God gave me everything. All right, in Joshua 1, 5, no man will be able to stand against you. You're invincible. Say, I'm invincible. Your obedience makes you invincible, unstoppable. No man will be able to stand before you. I'm obeying God. Pharaoh couldn't stand before Moses. Sanballat couldn't stand before Nehemiah. Nebuchadnezzar couldn't stand before Daniel. These were people in authority that had power, that had armies, and one man was telling them what to do. They couldn't stop them. 
tried to stop Nehemiah. He couldn't. Daniel's peers tried to stop him. They couldn't. They were just lying. Literally, no one shall set himself up against you and successfully resist you. That's what God promised Joshua, one who entered in and possessed, just like us. Tonight, we're going to enter in and possess. You've got to get a possessing attitude. Come on. You got to get a I can do it attitude. I can have it attitude. It's mine attitude. Amen? Whatever it is. Hallelujah. We're not waiting around anymore. We're not waiting on God. We're going after it. Joshua didn't wait on God. God said, go take it. It's yours. And Joshua took it. You read the story. He didn't wait on anything that God said. Hallelujah. You get to take what God has given you by divine grant. God's granted you. Hallelujah. All right. Joshua 1 6. The Amplified says, uses three words strength, confidence, and courage. These are key elements of faith. Everybody say strength, confidence, and courage. These key elements they are designed to take and possess and own do you realize the devil has no problem with possessing someone that lets him in but why are christians shy about possessing god's promises hmm? the devil has no problem taking over when you let him and he, he can only take over if you let him he can't take over if you don't let him. He can't force you to do anything. He can't force you to stay home from church. You can't say, the devil made me do it. He says, no, I didn't do it. All right. These are victorious, overcoming, fighting attitudes that you need to embrace. Strength, confidence, and courage. These cause you to grab on to God's promises and not let go. Everybody say, grab on and hold on. See, there's the thing. It's easy to grab on, but then you've got to hold on. See, Peter grabbed on to Jesus, but he didn't hold on to Jesus. He exchanged his hold on Jesus for a hold on the wind. And he started to sink. First, he was grabbed on to Jesus, right? He got out of the boat. He was walking on the water. He was grabbed onto Jesus, but he let go of Jesus and he grabbed onto the wind, and the wind brought him right down. Don't change your grip. You need to you need to go into the unknown and unseen and get what you need. Therefore, you need strength, confidence, and courage. You need to go into unseen. How do I know it exists? Because the Bible says it exists. This is my GPS. When I, don't, when I can't see, when I don't know, I got a GPS that's guiding me to what's mine. It directs me through the darkness because it's my light. Oh, hallelujah. 
These are the keys to obeying the Lord and achieving greatness for God. Strength, confidence, and obedience. How many want to achieve greatness for God? Bless you abundantly. It takes strength, courage to remain on the right path and not turn from it. How many people so easily turned from the path? They got knocked off the path so easy. They were picked off like little ducks on, on, on the, the pond, you know, the little ducks you pick up at the, at the fair. You know, the little ducks that are floating in the water. And you pick up, you get a number, you win. You prosper and are successful through your obedience and diligence to stay on God's path. Joshua stayed on God's path. He did what God wanted him to do. Wherever you go, practice God's principles and live a godly life. And then finally, verse 8. And then I'm done in just a minute. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. you got to speak God's word continually. you got to be a machine gun word speaker. Machine guns are known for rapid fire. Not some single shot. We want some rapid fire. We want our magazine loaded, and we want some rapid fire speaking the word of God. We want some fire coming out of your mouth when you speak God's word. Did you know when there's fire that comes out of Jesus' mouth and consumes his enemies? You must have a steady flow or stream of God's word in your heart to keep speaking it in your mouth. You must be constantly depositing God's word into your heart in order to speak it out of your mouth continually. You must... You must be highly skilled in using your weapon. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Maybe you need to develop your skill a little bit more in order to wield that sword. Cut your way through lack. I'm cutting my way through the lack jungle, the debt that's before me. I'm cutting my way through it. I'm using the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I'm clearing a path. I'm doing some spiritual weed eating. I'm I'm whack-a-weed. Whack-a-weed, man. (laughs) See, you've got to know the authority that you speak by and the authority that backs you up. When Peter healed the guy at the gate beautiful, he said, I'm going to speak, this, this was God's doing, I speak in God's name, by God's authority, that's paraphrase. Joshua heard and received God's commands, and he commanded the people with what God said. He was a commander, and they heeded his commands. In order to speak the word, you've got to study the word. In order to speak the word, you've got to feed on the word. In order to speak the word, you've got to do the word. If you're not doing the word, it has no power in your life. Amen? Then you will make your way prosperous and have good success. After you've spoken the word, after you've studied it to observe to do, after you've meditated in it day and night, then you'll make your way prosperous. Not until then. 
You know, making your way prosperous does not come before speaking the word or reading the word or meditating in the word. That comes after you've done it. Amen? So prosperity and success is a result of you working the word. You've been in the dark room working the word. You're developing the word in your heart and in your soul. Amen? Because God wants you to prosper in your body as in your soul, right? He wants you to prosper in health and in wealth as your soul prospers. So as you develop in your word, your soul is prospering, right? And you come out of that dark room, you come out of the closet, you come out of the secret place with power. Amen? We're, we're, We're not like people coming out and saying, I'm this or that. I'm coming out of the closet with power. The Bible says, when you go to God, go in the closet and talk to God, and he knows what you say. And you come out of that closet with power, with the ability to speak with authority in the name of Jesus. It's time for us to rise up and to take our place and to take our possession and to take what belongs to us and not back down, not give up, not quit, not go by feelings, but go by the Spirit of God. Amen? We're in a spiritual battle. And this is what we learn from the life of Joshua, who entered in and possessed what God said he could have. He had to put up with 40 years of whining and complaining, not by him, but by other people. He had to have his faith strong for 40 years while everybody around him had weak faith. Are you able to maintain your your strong faith in the midst of weak faith? I can't keep my faith. All these people around me have weak faith. Get over it. Your faith is not based on what they do. Your faith is based on God. So being around weak people should not diminish your faith. Matter of fact, you should help bring up their faith. Do you know if Joshua wouldn't have maintained his faith, who would have let him in? Maybe Caleb. Because Caleb maintained his faith too. You know, there, there was only a small minority of people who maintained their faith in the midst of negativity. There wasn't a large group of people that were strong in faith, you know, Joshua and Caleb didn't have too many people to encourage them. They were a church of three. Moses was the pastor, and they attended church. Everybody else was doing whatever they wanted to do. Everybody else was going to funeral services. But, But they went in. They withstood the test, and they went in and possessed it. And, and Caleb possessed his mountain when he was 85. How can you maintain your strength for 40 years? Oh, my goodness. When you walk with God, you can maintain your strength. Amen. When you are faithful, you maintain your strength. Why? Because your strength is renewable. If you use your strength, you can get more from the strength than earth. Hallelujah. Our strength comes from the sun, the S-O-N. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many people are ready to enter in tonight? And you're ready to possess tonight? If you're ready to enter in, and if you're ready to possess, I want you to stand to your feet right now in the name of Jesus. You've got to have a determination that you 
Whatever God said you could have, you are going to take hold of it. You are going to grab onto it, and you are not going to let it go. You are not going to trade it in. You are not going to give it up. Hey, hallelujah. You're going to hold on to it, and it is going to be yours. It will be yours. It will be manifested in your life. Just like the widow who had just a cruise of oil, and she said, what should I do? And the prophet said, what do you have? I just had this little bit of oil. Well, go get some empty pots. She had to take some action. She had to go and get something. She gathered empty pots, and she started pouring that oil. And as long as there were empty pots, whoo, that oil was flowing. Amen? In one moment, she was transferred to an oil business. And she filled up all the pots. Right? She, hadn't, she was in debt. She was about to lose her sons. Right? They were about to be taken captive because of the debt. Her, her, her husband had died. The breadwinner died. How am I going to do this? I'm all on my own. There's no one here to help me. God says, I'm here. And she, he, the prophet said, sell the oil. Number one, there was enough from that sale to pay off the debt. Number two, there was enough from that sale to live on the rest. Everybody say, pay off the debt and live on the rest. That's overflow. That's too much. That's more than enough. That's increase. Amen. That belongs to you. You were destined to have more than enough. You were destined to have increase. You were destined to be fully supplied in the name of Jesus. Why? Because we have a big God. We have a loving Father. Hallelujah. And we're ready to enter in. We're going to enter into the promises. We're going to enter into the divine direction. We're going to enter into the relationship with God. We're already in a relationship with God. Amen? And now we're going to possess what he promised. You need healing? Come and get it. You need joy? Come and get it. You need strength? Come and get it. You need wisdom? Come and get it. You need direction? Come and get it. You need help? Come and get it. You need anything? Come and get it. Right now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come and get it. 